the comic book pit. Okay. This is crazy. I don't think we've, we've ever done a uh, live video we've never recording. Had the means. We've never had the means to do Yeah. Something. Well, I think there's there's technology out there, but it's more for, like, gamers. Like, like, like people that, like, uh, you know, live stream their gaming, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I guess there's stuff like that. But that's not us. i got to figure out this... Is that, oh, Sean Atkins is watching. Hi, Sean Atkins! <laughs> um, there's, uh, I gotta figure out a way to mute this because I can't, I hear you, it's about two, three seconds after you talk. So, so like, if I, if I copy this link and like throw it out there onto Facebook, people would be able to watch it? Totally. Totally. Like I, mine goes, my tweets automatically update to Facebook, so like it goes okay. out. There. And here's, and here's where it gets weird when I bring up mine. Yeah, and so I'm watching myself talking to you on the monitor. Yeah, so <laughs> this is so gonna get fun. really weird. It's connecting. Okay, this this is gonna get this is gonna blow my mind in a minute probably. Yeah, it's some sort of like wacky Inception nonsense <laughs> happening right here. Well, oh, and I can if I take my two browser windows and I. Adjust them. I see both. <laughs> I see both. What? I, I don't know if you're looking, but that's what it looks like. I oh, wait, hold on. It's still connecting. It's taking a while. There's the both of us looking. Oh. Oh, I just heard myself. Yeah. <laughs> It's a temporal through, loop. Through the look, yeah, through the looking glass, or whatever cliche you want to bring up. Oh man! So I need, I'm going to need a another window. All right. Yeah, I definitely have to uh, close that. It's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I, if there was a way to mute it, I totally would, but I can't. And so. <laughs> I, we're hearing ourselves on delay. So this is for the folks at home anyways. This isn't for us. We'll figure that out yet. Maybe we'll just get, like, cameras and... Yeah, we'll have do to... Proper, uh, get the comic book pit studio going and uh, just broadcast that way from it. For the folks out there in Internet land, they can do it. I hope it works. Let us know if it's working. If it's all jacked up, let us know that, too. There's a couple of yins out there. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna post this until we get it. Uh... 
Since it's all, since there, this is how the sausage gets made, kids. Since it, it would just be one. This is how it happens? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, this is this is going to be an interesting night. I, I'm I'm liking it. History, history, Dan Greenwald. Very much so. On comic book pit number, whatever we're on right now. Uh, two o four. Two o four is the number. Yeah. Mm. Is the. Uh, yeah, and I've, I've I feel bad. I've been uh, I've been absent the past. Uh, well, well, the last last episode I was off last episode. Yeah, there was me and Scott. Right. Um, the inmates had full run of the asylum. And uh, I'm so far behind on my podcast listening. I haven't even listened to it. I I listened as much as I needed to just to uh, get it edited, and um, I haven't even had a chance to listen to it yet. Um, but the uh, but the Duke is, uh, he's not here tonight. We're swapping. He's, uh, packing up for, uh, NYC. No, I actually spoke with the Duke earlier. Um, he's good. He's alive. Mm-hmm. I was at the, I went to the comic shop tonight because, uh, I couldn't make it last night. Took the girlfriend. We went and saw the new, uh, Entourage movie. Oh, okay. And, uh, if you like the show, which I know it's kind of a controversy, some people love to hate it and some people just loved it. Um, if you love the show, you love the movie. It was a good like PS okay. to the series, and it made me—I won't lie—made me a bit melancholy because it made me miss the show. <laughs> like always, I thought it was just, to me. I always thought it was as a dopey sitcom. Yeah, set in that world, and I never, you know, took it too seriously. I didn't read into like a drama or anything like that. Oh no, it was—it was—it's a, a total—it's a total male fantasy. Absolutely, and I just felt more like a spoof and uh, a lampoon. Almost in in a way. Well, yeah, it was you know it was like uh, very much a commentary on um, a lot of things, but mostly you know Hollywood, and it was you know a lot you know, self referential a lot of times, but a lot of times was just played for fun. Right, and uh, the movie, and the movie was just a good solid extension of that, and did it. It was like a giant episode. It even had like the the TV show theme song. Okay. At the beginning, it it. Bridged nicely from the last episode okay. into into the movie, like it. And Susan has been watching them. She watches like an episode a night before bed mm-hmm. in preparation of this. So I, <laughs> the other night we watched. Well, she tends to watch them. By the time I finally drag my ass back to bed and everything, I usually catch like a little bit of it. Um, but she watched like the last two episodes. We watched like the last episode Tuesday night, and then went and saw the movie on Wednesday, and it. Did just bridge right over. Okay. It died, and it just picked right up. So it was pretty cool. I liked it. You know, you know, it's funny. I I wasn't planning on on seeing it. I, I've watched this series, the entire series from beginning to end. Okay. Um, I was I was satisfied with how it ended, and and I I, I didn't feel the need for for anything further. But the, the more I kept, you know, I saw the trailer a couple of times, and I'm like, well, maybe, you know, we'll see. Maybe, uh, you know, I'll be kind of interested in seeing it. And then, for the heck of it, I, I, I forgot that it was coming out, to, you know, that it was coming out so soon, like this week. Yeah. Um, and so, um, on my lunch break uh, yesterday, I watched the first episode. Because I haven't watched it since I probably first started watching the show. And... uh like ah, oh, I, I kind of miss these guys. You know, it was, just yeah. kinda, it was a fun, yeah. you know, 
like the like the first season was 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 really a lot of fun. It really set everything up, and you know, it's just some classic moments with you know, like Gary Busey and uh, Ari. I mean, he's he's just you know, he's a killer. He kind of got a little. I feel like that character got a lot a little away from himself as the show went on, but for, like first couple of seasons, I mean, he was you know that was pretty much why I watched that show. Yeah, it makes me want. Maybe I should go back and revisit those first because it's been. It's been a while since I've visited like the first season. Mm-hmm. And I was, as having like watched the final episode, then watched the movie the next day. Like I, it, it, it felt smooth to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you enjoyed it, I'll be honest. If you enjoyed it, it's you know it's like an hour and forty five minutes. It's like three hours once. There was like seven or eight previews, and like it was crazy. <laughs> it's a ton of previews. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was a good. Like I said before, a good postscript to the, uh, okay. the series. Why well, no? Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, the uh, I'm multitasking as well. <laughs> one of the, you know, most famous things to come from that show is, you know, let's hug it out, bitch. Right. I mean that. It's funny how that, you know, that throwaway line in an episode like in the first season became, you know, like part of the, like, cultural, you know, zeitgeist. Yes. It had captured it for a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Fun so, stuff. Well, I might have to check it out. Yeah, so anyway, I talked to Scott. Yeah, speaking of speaking of our entourages, <laughs> um, our little gang, um, I talked to Scott earlier. Scott usually has me pick up some Star Wars yeah. vignettes for him. Scotty, so, uh, Scotty Drama. Yeah, Scotty drama. <laughs> so I, uh, for him, if you're watching me on Periscope, which no one is right now, so you're all missing out, I uh, got him the new Star Wars variant C-3PO, R2-D2, I'm sorry. I don't know these robots. You think I would? <laughs> I got to turn in, like, my nerd credentials. They're droids, not robots. It's, yeah. Is would, would someone screaming that right now? Yeah. These are robots. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, Luke Skydancer's robots. Uh, <laughs> The R2-D2s, the little toy, you know, the action figure variant cover. So I got that for uh, for Scotty Duke. And uh, so he asked me to pick up the uh, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vow Scotty Young cover. So I got that for him there. That's fine. No one's tuned in live right now. They can always just go and check it out later. These things bank. That's an option you can make. Oh, that's nice. So they can revisit it later. Yeah. So you, you can watch and like mute it and listen to the podcast and like maybe sync it up if you feel so inclined. We're trying something. In oh, here. like like a like like riff tracks. Yeah, almost. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. <laughs> we need like a clapboard, so we just like we start now. <laughs> we had no idea how this would work. It could fail miserably, but hey, you know, try. did 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 we actually mention uh, officially on the show like what we are? What this application is? I don't, I, know. I, mean, I don't know. I would think maybe they don't know. If you don't know, we're using the Periscope app. It just—it's been out on Apple mm, for about maybe two, three months now. Um, I saw. I think Kevin Smith was when I first found using it, and then like Saturday night I was using it, and it was all wacky. It didn't quite work right on my browser and shit, and. Um, it was so bizarre. I, I'm, I don't know. I was just was checking in, and then on Thursday I was watching someone, either I, I, some comedian. I forget which one now. 
and I saw the little icon for Android. I'm like, oh, this thing's up for Android now, right on. And here it was Thursday was the day it went up live on Android. Mm-hmm. So I was on the ground floor, and I was going to uh, scope myself making dinner Friday night, but there was a glitch, so I had to do like an uninstall, reinstall. Okay. And it's been working fine ever since, and I've just been broadcasting the most mundane nonsense to the <laughs> Internet just because I can't. I want to find like a little like arm doohickey that can hold my phone over oh. the drawing board so I could like scope that because that'd be fun but right now all I can do is you know them little like easels I have to set comics on at like comic shows yeah I have my phone propped up in one of them okay and that's how it's set up to look at me I'm pretty sure you can find something like that because like they make um you know instead of uh tripods for you know I mean they you know it's like a tripod but for a phone like at this point we're we're using our cameras as as our, our phones as cameras all the time that they've just made tripods for for smartphones. So I'm sure you could probably, yeah. you know, finagle one of those. Find some little arm that I can clamp to the drawing board and crank mm-hmm. over it. and You could probably even go to a hard, hardware store and get some, some you know, figure, should, figure you, something out like that. Well, you made for, like, the little mic stands that you made. Mm-hmm. I sort of just need to. I, maybe I could just do something like that. I don't know if it'd be strong enough to hold the phone up, the weight of the phone up, though. So. Right. Now is not the time to uh, to try and figure that out. Right. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you know, it's it, it's an exciting time. I mean, all the different things that we can do to, you know, using technology to forward, you know, the uh, our art and the podcasting and just like all our creative, you know, just creative endeavors in general. That you know, um, there's like what's that? Uh, Ustream, I think is one. Yeah. Um, there's just so many things out there now. It's just I think you can ridiculous. On, I think you can live broadcast to YouTube now. Oh, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. I was watching. I don't know if anybody can do it or you got to be fancy schmancy. Because mm-hmm. I was watching um, Fat Man on Batman was streaming live to YouTube last night. Okay. It's with Kevin Smith, and now it looks like it's with uh, Mark Bernardin, who's like a entertainment journalist. Okay. He's done stuff before. They'll, they'll like to bring it back to your riff tracks. They would watch the Batman movies and do commentary, and you could cue them up and watch their commentary with the Batman movies. Oops. And uh, that's how it started. And now they just sort of get on and sort of do what we do. On a little, it's a little more movie centric, but it definitely. I mean, it's called Batman, so it's. It does venture into the comics. Well, now, let me ask you something, I'm, uh, not to keep going with the Periscope, uh, but since this is my first time using it, um, when you, you have used it to podcast with uh, Sean Atkins, have you been holding it, or do you find a way to set it up? And, like, I put it in that little stand, like that comic book holder stand. Like, I set it in that, and it props it up. And I just point it at look, me like that. Look at my cool image cup. Sure. Um, no, so I've been doing, yeah, no, I don't have to hold it now. Okay. I just, I just use that little I was, stand. I was holding it for a while, and then I, I, I'm like, I'm just. Your I, arm's going to get tired. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, I need nice to use both drink. hands to, I mean, to podcast, actually. So I kind of figured out a way to set it up somewhere, so. Mm-hmm. That's what I had to do. Excellent. And I was like, why? And it's like, this little stand's just the right size to prop the phone up. Mm-hmm. If you're any bigger, it just fall right through. Uh, one, one work at all, but I got fortunate in that because yeah, I wouldn't know either. I'm 
tape it to the wall or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, well, yes, uh, since it is called Comic Book Pit and not Scoping Pit, we should – there's some news. I think there's a time in, in the podcast when we usually kick off some news. Okay, you got some news. I got some news. Uh, the Marvel has some news. Mm-hmm. The all-new, all-different, which here's my bone to pick. You're using a 45-year-old catchphrase. Is it really all-new, all-different when it's you know, four and a half decades in? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it, what they're doing, but really? Really? I don't know. Um, it seems that uh, there was a new one that just came out. Oh, probably. I saw like 10 minutes before we hopped on air um, that shows new Wolverines. Okay. And it kind of confirmed some things I've been seeing on Bleeding Cool. Uh, it looks like Old Man Logan is going to be joining this all-new, all-different Marvel U. It looks like X-23s in the yellows and blues. Hmm. Okay. I can't tell what uh, Ben Grimm's wearing, but there's a member of Fantastic Four that survived. And um, Daredevil was dressed in black. Uh, and I, I, I thought I heard that I I heard that Ben and Johnny survive, but I believe, yeah I've heard that too like Johnny Storm's like with the Inhumans or something like that. Oh yeah, because he's like hooking up with Medusa or something. Oh, is that it? I don't know. I think you know I, I unfortunately the, the past um, the past week and a half I've uh, I've kind of been out of it. I. I, I, I didn't work at the comic book store last weekend. I was off. Um, so I really haven't, uh, and I haven't kept up with things too much online. So I feel <laughs> like, oh, my God, I feel like I've been in a sensory deprivation tank or something. I know. I, it's, I realized today I had so many comics, and they were such a – I used to have a, all the short boxes, like, stacked up here in the office mm-hmm. next to my desk, and it just was too much. And in trying – because there's only so much room, and I had them stacked like three high, almost four, and I, I, you couldn't organize easily with that. Mm-hmm. So I had to move them back to the other bedroom, and I got a filing cabinet in here now. I feel like a grown-up. I was very excited to buy it. Oh, wow. That. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm buying a filing cabinet, and uh, it isn't, was fun. Isn't it funny, uh, just, to, just to diverge real quick, it, I feel like the, the older I've gotten, the more excited I get over office supplies. Yes. It's not oh, weird. I, I mean, I've... I've always had a bit of an infatuation. Whenever I walk through any store, I usually do sort of just get pulled into the office supply section. I don't know what it is. Just It's weird. I think maybe it's because, you know, as, as creator types, we see the potential in what can be blank paper and envelopes. And, That's true. And, and Yeah, sure, that works, right? And um, So, no, so I just set that up here, and I had all these you – know, I would just stick my, like – Paid bills into a drawer in the desk. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm I'm an adult now. <laughs> uh, I'm 35. I was like, I should probably adults have filing cabinets, and uh, so I got a nice little like two le- uh, level filing cabinet. And on the one, it's all the bills. Like I got full, I got hanging folders and the little Manila folders you can put into them. Oh my! Like I went all out. I, I didn't play, and uh, so I labeled them like you know electric bill and whatnot. And the second drawer is uh, comic book artwork. It's like the, the original pages from like, because I draw on like the copy paper. Okay. And then I just uh, 
light box it onto the Bristol board. Mm-hmm. So I started folders for the copy paper originals, and that's the second shelf. And I did an issue a couple years ago similar to that. So I was like, oh, I'll stick that in there. And so it's grown up, but it's still a little. <laughs> I think I, you know it's, it's still got that little original pizzazz to it. I got a, I won a pirate magnet at the game the other week, so I stuck that on there. I made it my own. It's fun. Well, that's the um, best part is getting the, now you get to decorate it. Yes. Yeah. I know we were going somewhere. Uh, I was, yeah, I'm Johnny sorry, Storm that, and the that, Inhumans. That was my fault. I I I took. I was talking I, about I uh, it all the time. I'm I'm about two weeks behind on my comics. Yeah. So. That's what I was saying. I have co- and so when I did that move, I just boxed them all away, and I realized tonight there's comics that I bagged, boarded, and boxed away. I haven't read yet, mm-hmm. and I had a feeling that was going to happen when I did that. But I just had it was the clutter was too much, and I had to do something about it. So yeah, I was driving home tonight, and I realized like there's an ep- issue of Daredevil that I filed away, and I still haven't got it out and read it. Well, you know what's funny is um, because I have the you know, I, I subscribe to the Marvel Unlimited app that a lot of times – and, okay, so I, I've got the Marvel Unlimited app, which, you know, you have access to, like, thousands of old Marvel comics. And then I've got the Google Drive where I've got hundreds of brand-new indie books from, you know, Image, Dark Horse, Boom, Valiant. But I will go on – I'll go on the Marvel Unlimited app and read some old shit from like 30 years ago rather than try and catch up on some new stuff. So yeah. last week, uh, I guess it was kind of in honor of, you know, the, the new secret wars. I read the original secret wars series because it's, it, I, I realized that while I've read issues here and there, I've never read the entire thing from beginning to yeah, end. Neither have I. And, um, and, and it's funny because it, it starts out like, it, it, you know, we, we I think we there are some things we hold in such high regard because of nostalgia. But, you know, I read the 12 issues of the original Secret Wars only to find out that it, it's an event no different than the events of today where it starts out strong. And I think the second half just like kind of crap the bed. Like I, I like the first six or seven issues and then the rest of it just felt like a chore to read. Hmm. You know, I mean, minus the part where it's like, you know, Spider-Man gets the black costume. Like, I mean, there are there are things that happen throughout. Yes. You know, there are um, you know, momentous occasions. There are history-making occasions throughout. But as a story, it's not that great. I mean, it, it is because it's fun and it's it, it's like you're biggest dream it's like the a army of bad guys versus an army of good guys <clears throat> duking it out but you know i mean the the art wasn't always that strong the writing definitely wasn't always that strong um and it probably could have easily been six issues and not 12 but but that's that's what i you know i kind of read that last week and I mean, I, and I did read some new stuff. I will, I will say that. But like, it's, you know, it's it, it. It. I guess what my comment was, you know, it's so funny that I'm, you know, even though I have all this new stuff at my disposal, I'm still distracted by old stuff. Gotcha. I don't blame you. I'll be honest. I uh, 
Well, I, I didn't go to the store last week. I there's a timing thing, and then I was gonna go like Saturday, but it was all that traffic. I'm assuming for the Kenny Chesney concert uh, had traffic into the city mm-hmm. jammed up all the way out in Westmoreland County is where the the jam started. Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, kiboshed all my Saturday plans. Um, Sean Atkins brought me back root chickens, chicken, just one, uh, from Northwest Ohio. So I finally have the chance to feast on some root chicken, and uh, I haven't had the opportunity to go get it from him. But I was also on Saturday going to go to the comic book store, and I had to uh, scuttle all plans because it just was not happening. So I, fi- I went just tonight before we did the show, so I have not had a chance to read them. I don't even know what. New from what was from last week and what was from this week. I might have even had anything last week for all I know. I know I have quite the haul this week because there was a bunch of stuff that came out. I mean, I know I bought Scott and his buddy a couple of books that kind of jacked up the total, but I dropped fifty bucks at the comic store tonight. Oh wow! Well, you know, I, with with everything pretty much being four bucks a pop now, it's it's pretty it's easy to do it, that. And in and going some variant routes. Like I mean Scott's R two D two variant that was ten, five bucks a pop. And I got yeah. two of them for him. But I uh remember we were talking about group number one and I was like Psh. and then I saw the interiors and I'm like, Oh, I guess I, mm-hmm. I changed my tune. That came out today. Oh, okay. So I bought that. I uh we can discuss that next week. So there's we have that. I have uh I bought Secret Wars number three. I got the Dr. Octopus uh, action figure variant. Oh, okay. Which uh, Duke was telling me that people are already eBaying this stuff, so I guess I should probably <laughs> look into that because it's not like I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to dig these out in like 15 years and relive the glory. Right. Um, I did get the Scotty Young uh, little Marvel book, and of course there was an action cover variant to that. So I said, "Hell with it." And yeah, me, the guy who's like refused to like pay a dollar extra for variants, and I was like, "Yeah, true." <laughs> um, and then DC, I didn't realize all their post-conversions books were starting this week. So I got like the Action Comics, and it has a sweet Darwin Cook cover with uh, cool. Superman fighting the Joker. So I bought that. So the hell with it. Uh, Bizarro came out this week. Okay, I got the new issue of that. Um, Batmite. Is out. Boy, I'm gonna have a lot of things to look at on Saturday when I go back to the store. Yeah. And then uh, in the indie world, I got the new issue of Chew, which is winding down. I think when it's over, then we might have a full retrospective. It's getting a little um, weird. Not not the stories have just weird that it's ending. Mm-hmm. This series I've been collecting for five past years is winding down to an end. So talk about melancholy. It's coming. And then I also got uh, the news issue of Big Man Plans from Eric Powell. Oh, okay. So, again, um, so next week I'll be an oversized episode of Comic Book Pit when I talk about the 18 books I bought, and hopefully I get a chance to read them all. I so like... I also got the Renew Your Vows book as well. Oh, okay. Now, so the only Secret Wars tie-in book I bought was Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars. And the only reason I bought that was because we we sold out of it at the store that I work at. Of course. And I happened to be, uh, last week, I happened to be down at uh, Phantom of the Attic in Oakland, which I have not been there in forever, ever since like, I moved and 
changed my comic buying habits and, you know, I just haven't been there in, in a long time. That was my, yeah. that was my store for like 10 years. Um, and I was hanging out there for a while and they had a copy on the shelf. So I thought, you know, I'll pick it up just on the off chance that it's just something fun to read. I, I know the basic premise is that, um, it's like they, they basically retconned the, that Deadpool was actually part of the original Secret Wars. Right. And yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't read it, but I saw the premise, so. And so I thought, well, that'll be, you know, who knows, that, that might be fun. Um, so I picked that up. Um, but other, other than that and the main Secret Wars title, that's all I've, that's all I've read so far. Hmm. Yeah, I've been enjoying the Secret Wars. I didn't think I would. I didn't think I would be picking it up, but out of curiosity, you're the one that actually inspired me to buy it. You were telling me about reading the first issue. Oh, okay. And so I gave it a shot off that, and I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought the second, I enjoyed the second issue as well. I, I think I told this to Scott. I know you didn't hear it, so I can tell you, and it's all fresh. It kind of reminded me a bit of House of M. Yeah, it was very like what if. It was like a, yeah. it was like dozens of different what ifs, and and you know to use a DC term, Elseworlds, all merged together on one giant planet. Right. And, um, but I enjoyed it. I, I, despite, mm-hmm. you know, how it, it felt a little familiar, uh, I still enjoyed how it was done. Uh, so, and then I got the third one here, which I'll, I need to read because the internet will ruin it for me if I don't read it soon. And yeah. I, I, I found that I, I, I liked the second issue, strangely, not as much as, I, as the first one, but I, I enjoyed it in, in a different way. But I felt like it was an issue that I just kind of had to work through. Like, the, the one thing that Hickman doesn't do is he doesn't hold your hand through it. I mean, he, he, it's like he's telling a story, but he might not give you all the pieces up front, but you have to, you know, it's like you gotta be a little patient. You gotta you pay just, attention. Yeah, you just gotta, you just, you just gotta go along with it. And I right. felt like that's what I was doing. I'm like, I'm just gonna read it. I know it's gonna make sense at some point. You know, not that it was completely incomprehensible. It wasn't like a Grant Morrison book. It right. was just, you know, it, it doesn't really, there's really no transition between issue one and issue two until the very, very end of issue two. When they find, they, they find a lifeboat. Right? Yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the people that pop out of it are, yes. we I mean, recognize them from, yeah, yeah. from issue one. Right, right. So, which I mean, I don't, I haven't read an Ultimates book in in forever. Probably Ultimates three is the last time I read an Ultimates book. So, yeah. like, I don't know who. <laughs> eh, yeah, yeah uh, but it was Joe Mad. I'm like, all right, Joe Mad. Yeah. And then it was Jeff Loeb in his. There was still great era. Um. But uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, like the Reed Richards thing, the Ultimate Reed Richards. Like, I had known he had. They made him a villain, uh, so to speak, but I didn't know what had, you know, gone on with him since. So I found that interesting that it was like Ultimate Reed Richards with, you know, the, the galactic bad guys mm-hmm. from the, the proper Marvel universe had teamed up. Right. And they seemed to be the only survivors of this house of doom. And that's what I, re- I'll be honest, going back, that's what really won me over with Secret Wars is that it seems to be, I haven't read the third one yet, but it seems to be a Doctor Doom story. Yeah, definitely. There's there's definitely going to be a lot of Doom in this. I feel like, and, and I, I can appreciate 
some doom. So I kind of, I did sort of enjoy that, you know, like the, the classic megalomaniac Marvel villain being the, the thrust of this universe altering event. It's, you know, doom's ego is what mm-hmm. <laughs> destroyed the entire, you know, multiverse. I like that. <laughs> well, you know, doom doesn't suffer fools lightly, so. No. No, but looking at this photo, um, we're talking about the thing in the all new, all different Marvel. Evident, I was reading some descriptions. Evidently, he's joining the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because oh, okay. Why not? Which, I, I mean, hey, I, I think I heard that. Sure, go for it. And then uh, I thought it was fascinating to have um, I had to read, had to read the description. Citizen V from Thunderbolts. I just recognize the Thunderbolts guy. Oh, okay. I've seen that in forever. So I, I'm, I honestly don't know where I'm going to stand with it. I mean, I just. The DC stuff actually seems to be capturing my interest more than what the Marvel stuff may be becoming. Like what they're doing with Superman, and I'm still reading Batman. So that's kind of interests me. Which is kind of funny. They call it Secret Wars, but DC, and, you know, they both had their universe reshaping events happening concurrently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Convergence seemed to be more like what Secret War was. And. Secret War seems to be more like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, I could kind of discuss. Yeah, yeah kind of buy that. <laughs> you know, it's just I, I, I almost don't even have the capacity to try and wrap my head around these. I mean, either the event, either Convergence or Secret Wars, because yeah. it's one of those things. Like, I mean, despite the fact that I'm reading Secret Wars, I'm pretty much just going to, you know, I'm going to read that. I'm not reading Convergence at all. I'm it's just going over. To, yeah, I didn't read it. it oh, I yeah. I believe it's over. That's the thing. It, it, it was like here and gone. Yeah, yeah, which is poor DC, you know, the, <laughs> always the bridesmaid. Yeah. But, but my feelings on the, on the two events were just that, uh, I'm just going to wait until the events are over. When the dust settles, whatever is there that looks interesting is what I'll pick up. Yeah. Well, I really like what was the post Convergence DC stuff. That's why I got Batmite and Bizarro, and I'm you know picked up Action Comics is what they seem to be doing with Superman. Although it turns out it was after I paid for it. I'm like, wait, this isn't the Romita one? And I was like, no, no, that that's still Superman. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. He's like, what's well, got that Darwin Cook cover? I'm like, ah, it it does. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't gonna like return it on the spot. Yeah. I, just, I uh, I'll try it. <laughs> it seems interesting what they're doing, so I'll I'll give it a go. Um, but anyway, it seems fascinating. That looks. I, I mean, I don't. I can't speak authoritatively on this, but it seems that the post convergence uh, brought back the all the DC multiverse. <laughs> like it's not just fifty two; it's a million and fifty two. Right? They've they've everything's out there. They basically they undid everything that they've done for the past thirty years. Thirty years, and then Marvel's consolidated right all the way they are they're doing the opposite they had their infinite you know infiniverse then they're just like one maybe but i think i think it's going to work out for both i i I think both you know they're 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 each company is doing what's best for them right now and i think you know i I think for dc i think they have to loosen up the reins and not totally not be so tied down to just the new 52 because 
it didn't really work for them. I think is is the, yeah, is yeah. is the consensus. And and with Marvel, they have to tighten everything up a little. Yeah, which it's, I mean, there was I uh, got a bunch of the new Fifty Two books when they happened. I forget how many, but there was a time there was I was pulling more DC than Marvel each week. Mm-hmm. And so I have my new 52, because I, you know, like I said earlier, I reorganized all my comics. So the new 52 books are all in the box. And so it was a chance to sort of like see them again after so long. And like I enjoyed Flash, and I didn't read Flash before. You know, there was a while there where I was captivated by it. Um, but it did seem to sort of come and go. And, and like the, the things that, you know, stuck, like with me, Batman didn't really alter that radically. That wasn't really affected. Um, so yeah, I see what they're doing, but it also for them with like Bizarro and Batmite and like Prez, just to name a few, mm-hmm. they seem to have really, um, what was the word you used? Uh, they loosened up, loosened mm-hmm. up. And I think what they learned from like the success of Batgirl is if you bring in some more, uh, out, non-mainstream quote unquote creators and let them create, that's what the people want to buy. Because DC, to me, has always been rather too iconic for its own good. It made them seem stiff. Well, yeah, like, they they've always been tied down to a to a house style. Yes, yes, that's exactly, and and so that always made it difficult for me to get into it because of that tied down to that house style, and it, it did feel a little wooden. The characters felt wooden at times, and like there really wasn't much to do with them. They're very stuck in a box. Um, so actually what they're doing now with them, I'm, I'll give it a shot. And if it sucks, then just drop it. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. No, no, no harm, no foul there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, did you have, I think we, I think we discussed that. That was the news I was bringing up. There's this stuff from Marvel and these teasers. Yeah. The all new, all different. Look, look at what's coming up next. Uh, there's like two teasers today. Like Iron Man's front and center because, he is now. I don't think there's a whole bunch more. There was another one. Where's that one at? Oh, just a bunch of Spider-Mans. Steve Rogers is old. Sam Wilson's cap. Like there's Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, and Ultimate Spider-Man. Now, oh, I saw, okay, so. I did want to ask you something. Go ahead. Maybe, maybe this is the same promo piece that I saw today, but it had, and it sounded like what you're describing. There's a whole bunch of characters, and there's a guy, it looks like he looks like an Indian with a bow and arrow. That's who I was going to ask you about because I know you're just a little bit older than me. That you may have been, you know, a, a young reader when this character was around, but uh, I'm not familiar with a uh, Red Wolf. Oh, that's Red Wolf. That yeah, that's who that is. Yeah, he he came from. I mean, he's just one of those like lower tier. Characters. I think he made his first appearance in like an old Captain America, like in the eighties. Because I read similar was it like uh, in the seventies. Like maybe, maybe, maybe that was it. That, yeah, I mean it was. It's definitely. It's it's been a long time. It's he's just. It, it, it's funny because if you like if if you look him up from his first appearances, like he's he's wearing like you know the head of a you know his his headdress is like a wolf. Oh. Oh, right on. Like a, like a wolf hat, basically. And you seem and to have abandoned that. Wolf skin. Uh, that, yeah, because I was wondering who that was. At first, I thought that might have been someone from Neil Gaiman's uh, 1602 verse. Let me see. Oh, I hit but that. Because, because there, um, 
there was a character in 1602 that had that same look. Gotcha. Or maybe it was maybe it was a take on that character. Yeah. So I yeah, this, this first teaser does seem to be the more the all new, all different, like Agent Coulson, Spider Gwen, uh, Jane Foster, Thor. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call her Lady Thor. It seems dismissive, but you do need a name for. Yeah, I mean, we just call her New Thor, I guess. I guess New Thor. Yeah, New Thor. There we go, New Thor. There we go. That satisfies everything. Yeah. Because same thing, I, I, w- I didn't want to call her Thor, but I I just took to calling her Lady Thor because it seemed like, again, not to be dismissive, dismissive, but especially like working at a comic store, that's what people, you know, that's how you had to describe her to people that were looking for it. Like, oh, are you looking, for, if someone came in and said, I'm looking for Thor, and it's like, are you looking for the new lady Thor or the traditional Thor, you know, and, yeah. and, and people knew what they were looking for so they could answer right away. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, new Thor is probably appropriate. Like, you know, new Coke and classic yeah. Coke. Yes. There we go. Classic Thor. Okay. So yeah. And, and then like the, the one they released later today, was kind of the, um, and here's the characters you, you do recognize and how they look a little different now, too. <laughs> to a bit. I don't know. I don't know what I think of that Daredevil. We'll see. Then that's Hyperion, I think, in that other one. Is that? I don't know. I'll have to take we'll a look. I haven't. I guess I, I saw it just very quickly, but I saw enough of it to say, like, hey, that's an Indian. Yeah. That's offensive, Dan. Native American. <laughs> Sorry, Native American. Whatever. Oh, I, I apologize <laughs> to our uh, listeners on behalf of uh, Mr. Green. We'll get yeah. him some uh, sensitivity training. Wow, if, if if Indian is the most offensive thing that we've ever said on this show, then I, I'm really impressed. I bite my tongue a lot on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I stop and think, how are these going to uh, be heard? Well, to figure it out. That's where I, I'd let her rip. That's <laughs> we get four downloads an episode. I can say whatever on that one. It's yeah, fun. that's true. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's kind of that's that's your sounding board. Yeah, yeah. And Sean Atkins is there to uh, mitigate anything I say. So. <laughs> but I did want to discuss a book because I prom- I teased last week last time that I was going to finally discuss. Uh, holy fuck. By a friend of the show, uh, Nick Marino. Cool. And Daniel Rudamasa. I finally got the the trade. I, I, I've had it. And um, oh, I, can, I finally got a chance to read it as a whole. Because I was reading it as the digital singles. I can I, I can speak to that as well because I, I read the uh, the trade paperback myself. And I, I enjoyed it as singles. I enjoyed it more as being able to read it as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the... The, the pacing of the singles that, that kind of felt wonky uh, did not feel wonky when I could just flip to the next issue right away. Um, and I did realize something when I was reading this, and it made me think of like when I go see the Avenger movies, because it happened in the first Avengers and it happened again in Avengers 2. I take stuff a little too serious sometimes and tend to forget that it's supposed to be fun. And so, like, in Avengers, when the world's ending... And everyone's hitting their joke quota, and it t- it takes me out. Like I'm like I'm into the drama of the moment. Like you know, aliens are attacking, or a city in 
Eastern Europe is floating into space, mm-hmm. and then Hawkeye's making a crack about shooting Quicksilver. I'm like, wait, what? What? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, movie. It's a popcorn movie. It's it's supposed to be like this. It's okay. Right. Um, that's me. And I sort of felt that with uh, a little bit with Holy Fuck too. I totally forgot there's it's supposed to be like a lampoon of like those cheesy action movies. And so like sometimes I'm like, oh, these motivations seem rather ill-defined. I'm like, no, that's or it's that's fine. It's flim- like yeah, like some things maybe on the surface seem flimsy. Yes, but you knew, like, wait a minute. But yeah, exactly. Like if, if you know, if you were to go back and watch an old action movie from that time, exactly. you know, from the eighties, it's like, oh, they just decided to do this because whatever, you know. Right. Yes. And uh, so I'm like, oh, so when I read it with, I kept that in mind that that was the spirit of the story. I, uh, I got over myself and was able to enjoy it much more. So I said, no, I really, I, I it's still good. It whole, it's. It is funny. I do like it. Nick, you did a good job. Daniel, if you're listening to it, you did a good job. If not, someone tell him, please. <laughs> um, and I really look forward to uh, the sequel. Cause, I mean, just seeing the little like snippets of preview art, it looks like the art games stepped up exponentially. And uh, not that it was bad here, but I look forward to seeing how it grows and evolves. Yeah, no, I, I actually, I, I really quite enjoyed... Um, Everything in this book, the the, mm-hmm. the storytelling, the art, um, the you know the the writing, the dialogue. It was just it all seemed perfect. It was like the perfect you know melding of all these elements. And uh, here I'll uh, and I can say it now. Now that the the book's out, everyone's had a chance to read it. The I made a mistake and actually mentioned it in Facebook and. A little bit of a spoiler, but I do I did quite enjoy Jesus's uh, dismantling of the nuclear bomb in the final chapter by fucking it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of that Jesuit. <laughs> no, there's. I mean, he makes love to the warhead. And, uh, well, even and even the cover itself of the trade paperback looks like a uh, what what we're used to today as like a, a movie poster. Yes, it just it's perfect. <laughs> no, I said my my only my only gripe with it is I just wish there was more. Mm-hmm. There's more, so that that's a good thing, and that we're getting more. But yeah, I read it. I was like, oh, I want I want to spend more time with these characters. I wanted to delve into them more, but then I forgot we're not supposed. To. It's not a think piece, you know. It, it, actually, popcorn. You know, it, you know what parts of this book probably tickled me the most um, were the 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 backup origins mm-hmm. stories like the one or two page origins yes. those cracked me up those i just love those to pieces i do want to there was one page here and since i'm we're using a visual medium i can hold i can display it it's the first page of what is the second issue where uh, the spider i'm going to butcher this is pronouncing anansi comes to uh, zeus to tell him that jesus is now in the mix, and I just the the nine panel grid, just the use of it, the pacing of it, the dialogue of he's back. No, no, him in the way that it's bolded mm-hmm. like that, you know, in, in the biblical sense of referring to the Son of Man. Yeah, that that was my 
that was my favorite moment in the series. Because it, it had that kind of, it took this very goofy premise, <laughs> but it had that bit of of uh, drama to it as well that that I, I evidently I'm craving. So uh, it just was badass. It just was like a really rad scene, and that's why I wanted to take a moment and use this medium to highlight that particular thing. And it is cool. You know, Nick told us when he was on the show that Action Lab just takes the issues and binds them together for the trades. Right. So it is interesting to see like an ad for USA's Dig in the middle <laughs> of a trade. But it's also cool because then you get the covers here as well. So. My complaining is tempered. You get all of it. You get that experience, and you get it all in one nice little package. Well, he was uh, Nick was awesome enough enough to forward me a copy, the uh, a digital copy of the uh, of the trade. So I, I, I get all that without the ads. <laughs> I think you sent that. I think I have it too. Yeah. But I wanted that physical thing to have on the shelf. Right. And uh, and I do. So, yeah, like I said, I said last time I was going to finally discuss it. So there's my two cents on holy fuck. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you did that because I, you know, it's, I feel like it's, even though it hasn't been that long, it's it's been a while since we have had Nick on the show to first talk about it. And, it, and the issues just came out, you know, it, so, I don't say so quickly, but it, I guess I'm just so used to things like not coming out on time, in, right? Yeah. In general, but you know, this book came out in a timely fashion. But, I yeah, the, the book came out. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's it's out already. It was on the shelves where I work. I'm like, uh, this is so surreal. I this is my friend Nick, and this right. is his book, and so yeah, I was you know really proud to uh, to to see that on the shelf. You know? And that is the thrill of having you know the book on the shelf by the dude that we know in person and you know in real life and stuff and that you know that again it's, it's just all of that in one uh, it's cool <laughs> <laughs> um well i already kind of talked about well the the one book that i that i brought on the uh, deadpool's secret secret wars yep um yeah, just real quickly. I mean, it, it it was kind of exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan. Uh, yeah, I, I he's just you're a, the one. Yeah, I don't. know. He's just a character I don't I, I don't get. I you know it's and I mean I I I understand. I shouldn't say I don't get him. I, I understand. You know the the whole like the popularity, but it's just not for me. Um, and so uh, the only time I've ever read Deadpool and liked him was when he was, he was on, uh, Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force. Yes. I enjoy, I mean, I, I read that book, love that book. Um, I'd been a, I want to say I was a Deadpool fan from the jump and not like back in the early nineties, which sidebar, uh, Phantom Monroeville mm-hmm. had, a copy of that New Mutants was like ninety eight. Oh yeah, the first issue, two twenty five is a sticker price. Wow, that's actually yeah. that's actually kind of a you know that's kind of a deal. <laughs> I'm like, believe, like believe I don't think not. I could take this home and be like, hey, look what I bought, hun. 
it's like a third of our rent. Um, no, but I, it was, to see it in person was like, wow. Well, um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe the sticker price on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you could dicker with him, but I don't know. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, and I had read Deadpool, uh, off and on. I kind of got into the character when he appeared in the Wolverine Origins series, like about 10 years ago, written by Daniel Way, because that's when he sort of did the two little caption boxes as the two, uh, bits of his psychoses. Mm-hmm. So when he brought up in X-Force, I really did enjoy that, uh, interpretation. It's ten, it, it straddled the zaniness of Deadpool and, uh, the weight of that series. It balanced them very well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I understand he has his place, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, to the kind of the balancing between the, you know, the super gritty and, and, and the serious and, you know, what he represents. Um, and this was, you know, the, it was interesting. I was going to, you know, I wanted to see how they were going to incorporate him into the Secret Wars from the 80s. And it was kind of funny because there were, because, you know, whoever, uh, it was Colin Bunn who wrote this. Um, you know, he, he obviously had to do his homework because this was already taking place during a, an established event, you know, arguably one of the biggest established events in Marvel history, um, you know, and how they were going to fit him in. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, for a casual fan like me, it was, you know, like I said, it was exactly what I thought it was. It was okay. (laughs) You know, I, I didn't find it to be a knee slapper because, to me, Deadpool's humor gets old after a while. Like it's it's so um, just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Tired. Yeah, but like uh, I don't know. There's there's just no rhyme or reason to it. And I know that's the character, but you know, like like you know, you get a character like Spider Man who cracks jokes when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, or who's, you know, kind of tongue in cheek or, um, whereas Deadpool, it's like, there isn't a line of dialogue that isn't completely uh, like a joke or a random or a non sequitur. Uh, Deadpool's low hanging fruit. Yeah. And it's just like that just to me, just, I, I can't read an entire book of just that. That's kind of why I, I stopped, um, well, I, I can't say I've ever started. I, I read the first Howard Duck book that came out, the Chip Zdarsky okay. book that came out uh, a few months ago. I read the first issue of that, and I mean, it's like every other panel was some sort of duck pun or some sort of stupid joke, or it was like it was almost like a you know a. a like, hey, watch how clever I can be in 22 pages. Yeah. And, that, and that's all it was from beginning to end was just one big long joke. And, you, you know, you, you got to temper that a little bit. You got to, like you said, there has to be a balancing of that. And, you know, with Deadpool, there's no balance. It's just all him. So, um, and, and again, I mean, that's, that's great. You know, some people love it, uh, obviously, because he's like ridiculously popular, you know, on, on part yes. with like Harley Quinn. Although it's, it, it's, it's kind of funny. It's 
you know, again, like working at a comic book store, you see the people that come in that, you know, they say, um, where's your Deadpool stuff? Where's your Harley Quinn stuff? And it's like, oh, are you looking for, well, we have back issues, we have trade paperbacks. Like, no, 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 no. I'm looking for a Deadpool figure. I'm looking for a Deadpool t-shirt. I'm looking for a Deadpool ah, hat. And, and I don't same want none of them books. Yeah, it's like, I want they, don't, they don't want the books that the character comes from. And it's the same with Harley Quinn. They want the merchandise. Ah, so they're kind of like posers. Yeah, well, I, for, you know, however they, that's the thing. I don't know how they got to know or like these characters. If it's from a video game or if they. I guess, you know, if it is, then I, I should probably, uh, retract that poser statement. Because... Yeah, it's not necessarily a poser. It's just that the, the, their love doesn't come from the source material. I feel. Right. Because they, like I said, there's, they have no interest in, well, I shouldn't say no. Some of them actually do want to read the comics. They want to start from the beginning. But a majority of people, it's just like, oh, I, you know, here, you know, I got this awesome Deadpool tattoo, and I need something to go with it. You know, it's, oh, it's, you know, it's, it really, like, this guy came in, and no joke, he was wearing like he had a Deadpool baseball cap, a Deadpool hoodie, a Deadpool T-shirt. I mean, and he was buying like a Deadpool action figure. <laughs> like I, I don't get it. He likes Deadpool. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess it's the irreverence of the character and mm-hmm. he is quite popular. I'll be, I'll be there for that, uh, Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah, I'll, no, that, I, I'll be yeah, same here. First in line. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not, you know, over the moon for Deadpool like that gentleman appears to be, but, uh, I, I, I'm in the middle. I'm not you. I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, if that's our range. If those are the extreme examples, then I'm in the middle. Um, like I do have a bunch of the old issues I got for a song a couple years ago out of con, like the uh, the Joe Mad run and the Ed McGinnis run. Mm-hmm. I got all those, and I got a deal because I knew the dealer. Well, I was gonna say if, if they're early issues, better hold on. You should hold on to them. You, they, you know they are, and I. Uh, they're, they're worth the something. I was like, I'm keeping them to read. I'm not going to flip them, but maybe I could. <laughs> maybe I, they, they are the 90s books, and they are not reprints. They are the OGs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming that still matters. People still want those first prints. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I don't think they were doing a lot of you know a lot of second printings back in the 90s for for like at least a book like Deadpool, which yeah. they I don't think they expected to be as popular as it is now, like 20 years later. See, I think the Joe Man was called Circle Chase. that sound right to you? Wait, say that again? Was it called the Circle Chase? The Deadpool? Do you, do you recall? I know you're not a fan, but I was wondering you know, if you're... Yeah, Circle Chase. That's a storyline? Yeah, yeah, that was the Joe Mad series. Okay. Okay, it's like 40 bucks on eBay. That's not setting the world on fire. That doesn't really inspire me to part with them. I guess if I slabbed them, then then we're talking. Mm-hmm. But okay, so I can make forty-five bucks maybe with parting with them. That I mean, that's that's like not even an electric bill. 
yeah, no. I mean, no. I, I mean, do I keep these books? Yeah, I've got to cash them in. I want to cash them in. I mean, sure, you you could like you know go for some quick cash or store credit, but no, I mean if 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 they're not taking up any space or you know burning a hole in your pocket, just yeah, just put them in a bag and board and forget about them for twenty yeah, years. They are, yeah, they're bagged, they're boarded, they're in a box. It's mm-hmm. they're secure. I mean, I don't really see anything here unless like unless you slabbed them. Mm-hmm. But he's going all the trouble to do that, right? Um, so we'll hang on to them. They're there. So yeah. yes, well that was well that that's all I pretty much had to say about the Deadpool Deadpool Secret Secret Wars was yeah it was okay. But you didn't mention uh, Harley Quinn, which I think we'd be remiss to not discuss briefly. Uh, the Suicide Squad set photos that have come out. Oh right. And, um, namely, I think it's odd that the best look we've seen of the new Batman is from set photos of the second movie he's appearing in. <laughs> when he's not even, you know, the title character. In. Yeah, and do, do we know if Affleck is going to, is it just going to be a Batman appearance with just like, you know, is it going to be like one of those blink and you miss it type of things, or is it actually going to be. I got like, a good question. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be a stuntman in a bat suit or if it's actually going to be. That was a stuntman in a bat suit. Right, but I mean, for that photo, yeah, but I mean, for, you know. I, I. Is that, I all, is that all we're going to see or are we actually going to see Affleck being Batman in Suicide Squad? That's a good question and I honestly do not know the answer. I would imagine, I would imagine we have to, there's going to be some Affleck in the picture. That movie started, I, I feel like it's really. <laughs> it's it's like a snowball. I mean, it's really just. I it's, mean, it, it shall be interesting. I, I don't know what to make of it yet. I'll, I'll, I mean, we haven't even seen a trailer yet. We've just seen set photos and you know set videos. Um, but uh, you know, set photos of a I'm intrigued of a of a huge cast. Right, right, yeah. And uh, the director on, was on Twitter, and he tweeted out. Uh, we're done with the out in the open stuff. He's like, what you've seen was just a glimpse. He's like, there's plenty more, you know, mm-hmm. upper sleeves. I mean, of course he's going to say that, but on the same token, you know, it's, I, I think they control, they, they knew there was only so much that they could keep hidden when they're doing those type of shoots. So I think they knew stuff was just going to be right there on Front Street and were able to sort of turn into it, if you will. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out. I mean, I mean, if trailers come out and it looks like hot garbage, then I'll probably pass. But, I mean, I'm a sucker for Man of Steel. I picked it up on Blu-ray. I found it. <laughs> Much to the girlfriend's chagrin. Um, she, she, like most fans, uh, does not care for Man of Steel. I, in the meanwhile, accept it for its dopiness and still love it. You know, I'll, I mean, I, I don't have – I'm not – I don't have a lot of optimism for the DC movies, but doesn't mean I'm still not going to see them because I'm still a fanboy. You know, I'm going to see, you know, I saw Man of Steel. I'm going to see Batman versus Superman. I'm going to see Suicide Squad because, you know, these are, you know, these aren't maybe the movies I would make, but they're movies that are being made and they're characters that are getting screen time. And so it's like, yeah, I'll go see it. Right. I mean, there is still that. Holy crap factor. I mean, I mean, who, 
you know, who's going to pass up seeing Jared Leto as the Joker? I like, I know a lot of people are crapping on this iteration of the Joker, but I'll be honest, I like it. It's different. Well, you know, they're, they're doing something different with it, and I, I appreciate that. Well, and, and, and the, the, the hard thing to judge is all we've seen is just the look. We haven't seen his take on, like, his... You know his characterization of the Joker, like right. I mean, there was a um, a video of him shooting scenes with uh, Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. so you could sort of see how he moved, and it walked like a duck. So, mm. it and by that I mean it, it felt like the Joker to me. Okay, and I, you know, and it's you can you know either retread what's been done. I said, poor DC. You know, they're they're always in this unenviable position of damned if they do, damned if they don't. So they have the Joker. They can either get a little left field with it and take a new approach and get have people crap in their mouths, or they can just retread what's been done and people will crap in their mouths. There's no – they can't win. No matter what – it's like with their whole universe. You know, they can either copy what Marvel did and get criticized for just copying what Marvel did, or they can – go their own way, and then get criticized for not doing what Marvel did. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, like going back to what I said about Avengers, where everyone, the world's ending and everyone gets hits their joke quota, I don't mind the DC movies taking a little bit more of a somber tone. I'm fine with that. So, as long as they're, you know, entertaining. Well, and, and as, long cool. as, as long as they're true to the characters themselves, too. Right. You know, we still... Yeah, yeah. As if it doesn't, yeah, I mean, if it's... And again, I... With Man of Steel, people love to jump down that movie's throat with him snapping Zod's neck. My counter argument is Superman 2, where he gleefully throws Zod to his death and they crack jokes and leave the, you know, the fam zone criminals at the bottom of the Fortress of Solitude. But we never actually see them die. You that's, don't see him come back either. I mean, he, well, he but, powers him, but we don't know. His hand and well, that's that's he throws also. Him against the wall. I, I'm going to get. I get heated on this one, Dan. I, that's also I contend this, you know, of the time too. You know, it was a different time. I, I contend this. Man of Steel is just Superman two with a bigger budget and modern special effects. And, Watch it and Watch zero, it. And, and zero humor. Yes, so that was yes. that was the it was it was the least. Joyful Superman movie I've ever seen, and that I'll grant that, you that that kind of that kind of stung a little. There there should be some some goofiness to Superman. Not you know it's just like I understand that I I, I, accept, I I accept the movie for its flaws. I'm not going to sit here and defend it as perfect because it's not. Um, I yeah, feel that I they don't wasted Kevin Costner's no. Paul Kent. That was just a waste of a. That was disappointing. His, that was a, his a very bizarre thing. characterization. His I, death wish. He had a death wish. That's I, what it was. Yeah, I feel like he was he was on suicide watch or something. Yeah, yeah. You know the scene where the you know young Clark's like, should I have sa- not saved them? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah, Paul like, Kent's dark in that. I'm movie, like, yeah. wow, really, man? It's like right. this, this is your kid, and he's he's you know he he just had this you know this kind of character defining moment, and you're just kind of like, I don't know. I, I understand the point he was trying to make. But oh I think yeah, it probably wasn't. That was not the, the uh, most effective way to go about making it. I don't think it was handled in the in the best way. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. We're yeah. not we're not gonna you know have a no we're not a man of steel debate because <laughs> there's we could, always time for a man of steel because we could always we could be here for another hour easily. easily. So 
And I've probably done it already like two or three times on Figure It Out with Sean. <laughs> so. And when I bring up the, man, the Superman 2 thing, he always points out, well, there's the deleted scene where the police arrest him. I'm like, but the deleted scene doesn't count. The deleted scene wasn't in the movie. As right. far as you watch that movie and you left that theater, they're dead. And Superman crushes his hand, throws him against the wall, which I would contend the forces would probably snap his back. Cause remember, he's depowered. Zod is a human now and that's him fall. We don't know how far that, how deep that little fog is. It could have been two feet. It could have been a country mile. They're, as far as I'm concerned, they're dead. He killed them. And everyone gives him a pass. I think I think they fell into and piles of into fluffy piles of cotton. That that is probably what uh, so it's, did it, happen. It's 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 it's, it, it's a little. It's another deleted scene called Superman's. It's the, the Fortress of Solitude Fun Zone. Yeah, it's that. It's a scene early in the movie where Superman just has a truck full of. Uh, there's like slides. There's a ball cotton, pit. Yeah. You know. Cotton candy yeah, backed up to the Fortress of Solitude. There's the there's the um, like Chuck E. Cheese animatronic band <laughs> playing there. There's ski ball, you know. It's a it, it, yeah. it, it, it's a level of the Fortress of Solitude we never see. The original Donner cut of Superman two was about <laughs> three and a half hours. Yeah, and the entire first act was the Fortress of Solitude <laughs> uh, Chuck E. Cheese prototype. <laughs> oh my. Uh, well, my phone died, so I'm off Periscope. So if anybody was trying to do a simulcast, I'm like, where the hell did the fat one go? Uh, <laughs> um, his phone just died. So. Well, um, should, should we should we take that as a, as a sign to uh, wrap I it think up? We we've gone over our allotted time, so uh, okay. I think we should release the the people back to their their lives now. That's a good idea. Um, okay. Well, I think this was an uh, this was an interesting. Um, Experiment with the periscope. I think we're Agreed. definitely gonna we're gonna try and refine it and see what else we can do with it. But yeah, I, or you know, maybe something. I don't know. I, did, you got a webcam. I got a webcam. Maybe we can go that route. Maybe there is something to. Uh, I think there are other video other applications that that I'm gonna look into because there's there's a podcast that I I used to listen to called The Death of Comics, and they right before I stopped listening, they they did a kind of simulcast. Thing where they were each um, on on video, they they kind of live streamed, you know their um, their podcast, and they did it the same way we do, where they're in different locations. Okay, but they were each on their own video talking. So All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what, what what they use and maybe see if that's something we can incorporate. I think there's something to it. You know, now that we're post 200, you gotta. We gotta up the game a little bit. Yeah, know? I agree. I've been, I've been, I've been thinking of that lately. So, yeah, definitely, we'll, we'll, we'll look into that. Cool. All right. They That's... all do all different comic book. <laughs> it still works. It's still a, it's still a valid saying. It is, but I, like it's my still first viable. reaction was that's a forty-five-year-old saying. Is it really? Yeah. Really all do all different. Well, but, so is yeah, so it's, is it's you know Great Scott and it's clobber in time and yeah. You know, yeah, and I, I mean, I'll concede. You know, cynicism aside, it does. It works on a few different levels. It captures nostalgia. It actually describes a new era. Mm-hmm. I get it. Shut up, you cynical dick! No one cares about that. All right. Well, on, on, on All right. that note, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll wrap this one up. Um, this has been Comic Book Pit, episode two hundred and four. I'm Dan. 
I'm Jared. And we'll see you next week. See you. Bye, Periscope.